0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
1: Howdy y'all. This is Rhett Miller and you're listening to Pantheon Podcasts. History in five songs. With host Martin Popov. a production of Pantheon Podcasts. Let's rock out with Martin.
0: Yes, indeed. Martin Popoff here back again for another episode of History and Five Songs with Martin Popoff, brought to you by the good people at Pantheon Podcasts. Uh, It's a vast and always expanding uh, Pantheon Podcast Network, lots and lots of cool music shows. uh, To see what all of them are, just go to PantheonPodcasts.com. All right. Um, This is episode 176. We're calling this Rock and Roll Medley. Uh this arose from a discussion I've had in my uh my cool little industry email group. It actually started with a very heated exchange on Cretan's Clearwater Revival. Uh you know, I I've um I've always had this weird feeling with those guys. That was one of the first bands I, I ever got into, almost by random, right? When I was like eight, nine, 10 years old, sort of thing. And, uh, but I've always had this thing that they were kind of like old timey and were they a revival band? Or were they a retro band, sort of thing? And what were they looked like back then? Um, so, you know, and, and it's, and it's funny. You, you don't, you, you see a bit of that in the reviews, but, but maybe not. Um, and maybe it's too close to the 50s. What I'm getting at here is uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about this retro idea as we go along here. So this, and, and this touched off, um, this touched off something a little more adjacent, Monty Connor over there, you know, periodically uh, we start complaining about, uh, you know, he br- he brings up sometimes um, the Uriah Heap live album with rock and roll medley. And that's what we're naming this after. And that's going to be our first selection. But yeah, before we get there, the idea here is we're going to be looking at uh, these big acts of the 70s and maybe 80s in one case uh that that goes and plays um a bunch of these old rock and roll tunes why do they do it who are the worst offenders um do we like it do we not like it um you know and this is all basically on official live albums or semi-official stuff i I wanted to make sure here that there was at least something out uh to make uh you know this concept um official but Yes, it's named after, uh, kind of notoriously known as the very worst offender. Well, let's take a listen to this first of all. This is our first selection today, and by the way, thanks for some research here as well from Tim Derling, McFeelin, Neil Miller, Monty Connor, and Jonathan Richards. But uh, yeah, let's take a listen. This is Uriah Heap with rock and roll medley. <laughs> Okay, so the idea here, Heap gets the pole position because they are the most notorious and crappy and hideous uh, at this thing. Um, you know, this is something that uh, everybody, every Heap fan in in a, a for all of Heap lore has complained about this. So your so your eye Heap puts out a a very fetching live album. Official 10-page color program, Bronze Records and Peter Boyer present Your Eye Heap Live, January 1973. It's a double live album. It's got a booklet in it and all that. You know, this is Your Eye Heap, uh, you know, firing on all guns, just putting out all these great albums super fast. Um, you know, so it's a double live album with a bunch of their stuff on it, but... There is this rock and roll medley to close the thing out. And this is the textbook example of this. This is the closest to the core of the concept here. So essentially, what they do is uh, I'm looking at the back cover here. Um, you get past side four, you know, crushes us with Look at Yourself, Magician's Birthday, Love Machine, you know, one of their textbook heavy metal shuffles. And then all of a sudden, you've got rock and roll medley, Roll Over Beethoven, Barry. Blue Suede Shoes, Perkins, Mean Woman Blues, Demetrius, Hound Dog, Lieber Stroller, At the Hop, Singer, Medora, White, whole lot of shaking going on, Williams, David, Blue Suede Shoes, Perkins. Um, so there's even the idea of, you know, the, the recurring theme, the coming back Nedly thing, you know, this is a trope that starts with classical music. Um, so yeah, we get we unfortunately get blue suede shoes even twice there. So yeah, this is this is this horrible horrible thing. Nobody wants to hear this stuff from from these bands now. Why do they do it? Um, so it's interesting uh, in in a band like Heaps case. You know, this is the stuff they grew up on as kids. So this is early enough. It's 1973. This is a band who's, you know, works, starts working seriously. These various members of the band, 68, 69, whatever. Um, but, you know, they grew up on this rock and roll stuff. So why do they do it? It's a little bit of a, of an indulgence of their youth. These are the first songs they ever played. These are the songs that, you know, they, they have the fondest, fondest memory of playing in their Living room, their garage, their basement, their very first bands. So they're kind of indulging themselves here. Their fans, however, are are usually a few years younger than them. Um, so they they find this stuff oldie moldy, embarrassing. They don't want to hear this stuff. Um, so it's it's never a highlight uh, of these things. Um, and another curious thing, um, you know, part of this whole thinking about the Creedence Clearwater Revival thing is okay. So they're are they reviving a little bit of old rock and roll and the folk boom? You know, I just read a really cool thing in the New Yorker, big article on Bob Dylan and, you know, Bob Dylan is famously a guy who reworks and has one, you know, A lead to B lead to C the the folk canon, the great American song canon uh to come up with his great songs and he he kind of explains that a little bit in this article. Um so your eye heap is here, uh, but they're in 1973. They're a, they're a British band, and what else is going on in Britain at the time? Glam, UK glam, the notorious UK glam. So, so I actually looked up um, this whole idea of these um, these 50s revivals or these old rock and, rock and roll revivals, right? That's what rock and roll is. That's why we're calling this rock and roll medley. That, that term has actually still stuck to, uh, to essentially refer to 50s music, right? But, uh, so, so, um, you know, I thought of what was a, what was a key rock and roll revival, the Teddy boys, like go look at pictures of the Teddy boys. It is hilarious. Like the, um, what do they call them? Drape jackets and brothel creepers and all this stuff. So, so it's a crazy fashion thing, but it's also, it's also, you know, bleeds into the idea of rockers. So that's a, that's a rocker revival. It's a little bit different from Teddy boys, but the same kind of thing musically, but that's more, um, you know, jeans and and really like you know, uh, slicked back hair, leather jacket sort of thing. But um, so looking at the the wiki uh, on Teddy Boys. This I found kind of interesting. interesting. It says, following the London rock and roll show held at Wembley Stadium in August 72, featuring American performers including Little Richard, Jerry Lee Lewis, and Chuck Berry, plus UK support acts, uh, the music enjoyed a renewed period of popularity. Musical momentum was maintained by the release of films such as American Graffiti and That'll Be the Day, both 1973, and glam rock reworkings by bands such as Wizard, The Glitter Band, and and Show Waddy Waddy topping the pop charts from 1973. Um, And Tim Durling mentioned as well, Happy Days. Happy Days was a big, you know, hit sitcom kind of thing. But I totally remember the big, um, the big hubbub over American Graffiti. You know, I was a little kid getting Mad Magazine every what was it? Two weeks, month? Um, but you know, they would they would send up American graffiti. I di- I distinctly remember that one. We had Greece, right? Remember Greece? That was a big one. John Travolta, Olivia Newton John. So. These various 50s revivals have happened over time. And Uriah Heap is right in the thick of, like I say, they're, they're in the UK. It's 1973. Glam is going on. They actually even dressed kind of glam a little bit. I mean, glam is a weird thing. It's not really a musical style. Um, but they, they dressed a little bit glam. Um, so I thought that was kind of uh, interesting that, uh, you know, all of this is wrapped up, that, you know, they're doing this revival Partially, I don't know what, 10%, 20%, 30%. Partially it's an indulgence to their youth, but partially it might be um, a little bit of a nod to the to the 50s rock and roll revival. Um, All right, let's move on to our second selection here. Take a listen to this. This is ZZ Top with Backdoor Medley. Okay, so. This is the other one we all complain about, right? ZZ Top, Fandango, uh, the band's fourth album. Side 2 is one of the greatest sides in all of rock and rock. I love ZZ Top. They're one of my favorite bands. We've got Nasty Dogs and Funky Kings, Blue Jean Blues, Balinese, Mexican Blackbird, Herd It on the Accent and Tush. Um, an amazing side of music. Um, Tush, not so great. I mean, it's maybe their biggest song, but still... Um, I don't like it very much, and the reason I'm bringing it up is because all of side one sounds like tush, if you ask me. So side one, what do they do? Um, They've got this uh, thing called um, Thunderbird. Now, Thunderbird actually, uh, it gets there. There was a little bit of a a, a dust up legally on that. Um, So written originally, uh, written and performed by the Nightcaps, a band formed in the fifties when the members were teenagers. So, so it was a Nightcaps thing. Um, but you know, ZZ Top gets the credit. Essentially it's a, it's a fast blues. I mean, all of these, all of these fast boogie songs, they're, they're pretty interchangeable. And we're going to learn a little bit more about that as we go along. So anyways, um, you know, ostensibly, so this is a live side, right? So, so Fandango side one is a live side, um, uh, which would have been good if it would have been all cool new, new originals. But so no, it's Thunderbird followed by Jailhouse Rock. um, so that's not a medley. So 156 jail, Jailhouse Rock, and then we go into the you know the officially named backdoor medley. So starts with backdoor love affair, which granted is one of their songs. So that's cool. Mellow down easy, Willie Dixon. Backdoor love affair number two, long distance boogie. Uh, so yeah, 109, 339, 204, 231. Basically, the entire live side is just wall to wall boogie boogie and blues uh but mostly boogie it's it's pretty up tempo it's pretty pretty interesting um but that whole that whole backdoor medley thing is almost like them just vamping away over uh you know pretty light fast feathery cool frank beard drums uh which is kind of cool um so yeah big mess there um no nobody likes this this is this is almost this is now a whole side of you know your I heap rock and roll medley this backdoor medley thing and um Like I say, even if the first, even if it's broken up into three tracks, the entire thing just feels like a boogie medley. Now, why is Easy Top doing this? Um, you know, this is a little bit of a different situation. So now, now we've got an American band from the South, Texas, are they, you know, Southern rock band, whatever. Uh, but the point is, is, um, these guys are, um, are almost like skull in a scholarly way giving you their roots, um, Entertaining—that's another big thing. You know, I've—I've I've famously always mentioned. You know, uh, it was—it was a really cool. You know, sitting down with Malcolm Young from ACDC and having him explain that you—you you play a boogie and that'll—that'll that'll calm the natives. You know, the—you know, the, the the farmers, the hard workers from from bottling you and stuff because everybody loves a boogie, right? Sort of thing. So this is this is a this is a, a standard legendary barroom trope that that you know this music. Uh, Even if it's not directly recognizable because of, you know, the name of the original, it's still, uh, the whole structure of it is very recognizable. So this is Easy Top essentially uh, playing a set that is designed... To uh, just take care of business, entertain the crowd, sell beer, uh, you know, which they, you know, had to do in their various bands. American blues, like playing the cellar, the two different cellars, uh, I guess, there's one Houston, da- Dallas, in Houston, Dallas, and Dallas, and you know, they're touring all over the place, playing lots of covers. They grew up on all this stuff. They learned all this stuff. Um, but what is kind of interesting here is that you know that they, they're at least smart enough to realize that that don't don't hit us with a bunch of slow blues. Like it, this is really amped up, you know, speedy. Stuff. This is why I always uh, consider Foghat and and um, ZZ Top, you know, brethren. Um, so it's 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 action packed, but it's still very very traditional and you know not not particularly enjoyable as as far as I'm concerned. All right, we'll uh, we'll touch down on a few of these other ideas as we go along. This episode of History and Five Songs with Martin Popoff is sponsored by BetterHelp. Without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. The good news is therapy works. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help. Or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work, not dealing well with stress. Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat. sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people or seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. And special offer to History and 5 Songs with Martin Popoff listeners. You can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash 5songs. That's better, hel pcom slash 5songs Alright, let's take a listen to our third selection and we shall discuss. This is Queen with Jailhouse Rock. Okay, so Queen uh, is guilty of this thing as well, believe it or not. Queen, the absolutely amazing, got so much to offer, great band, you know, action-packed originals, uh, so, you know, so many songs that were starting to be hits immediately. Um, uh, this is not this is not fully official. This is a later archival release that I pulled this from. This is live at the Rainbow 74. Um but, uh, but yeah, as you can see, uh, just like ZZ Top, they do Jailhouse Rock. Um, and this is, you know, officially, semi-officially, Jailhouse Rock slash Stupid Cupid slash Bebopalula. So you've got an intro, Jailhouse Rock. Stupid Cupid is basically new words over Jailhouse Rock. Bebopalula, you know, slides right in there as well. So this is a perfect example of of the whole seamless quality of these things. How these songs can be uh, overlaid on top of each other. Apparently they played "Tutti Frutti" too, um, but anyways, uh, I thought I'd mention something that that's kind of interesting that that reinforces this idea of glam because Queen again, uh, you know, this is 1974. They're an English band. They can dress glammy too. Queen sometimes even gets discussed as part of the glam scene a, a lot more than your I heap does but so this is an interesting story so you know sweet i when i started putting this episode together i thought did sweet do this somewhere and and i i you know i was kind of mixed up thinking of um you know man with a golden gun on Uh, sweet strung up and knowing that so much of that is jammy that's a whole nother thing there's 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 a jammy nature to this there's jammy and there's crowd participation which are two different sort of parts of this you know quote unquote medley thing and and you know even a fourth version is how i'm kind of mixing a little bit cheating a little and mixing the idea of old rock and roll covers in your live set as well and maybe it's not such in a medley way but um so I thought about sweet and I, I knew that was kind of a mess of a live album like great great performances on that but it's 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 a bunch of weird stuff it's pretty heavy too um but uh and and strung up is is half compilation and half live but they've got this long man uh, man with a golden gun and i I went and looked through it to say hey is there only is there any 50s rock and roll in here and there wasn't um it's basically that weird you know soundtrack tune with a massive long um, you know, Mick Tucker drum solo in it. But um, what made me also think of Sweet is that they do cover, oh, what is the 50 song? There, there's, a, there's a 50 song covered, um, you know, even later in their series period. But this is really interesting. So um, from my Sweet book, which is still available, Rebel Rouser, a Sweet User Manual, uh, Brian Connolly, mentioned how Desolation Boulevard at that time, they were going to do a concept album. And here's what he said. It's the story of rock and roll, not just a pop album with singles, sort of rock and roll from 1956 to 1976. We're going to finish it with a futuristic track. The songs are original. Basically, it's our interpretation of what was around over those years, what was sort of leading the era, 56, 59, 63, 65, you know, Beatles and so on. The name of the album is From the Grave of Ocker the Rocker. And the idea is that Ocker sort of becomes famous in 1956 and hits the big rock scene, the pop bit, you know, and here's 10 years of his life. We go from sort of early Elvis to Little Richard right up to 64 when Ocker gets killed. Then there's a Beatles thing, then an interpretation of Phil Spector, which was an era all its own. Then we come right up to date and finish the album with a futuristic track of what we think 76 will be all about um crazy 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 uh and then uh, yeah i guess this is me right unfortunately we never got from the grave of Ocker the rocker as steve told jenny hall in april of 74 we got halfway through writing the album with the help of mike chapman and nikki chin but when we listened to it in the cold light of day we didn't find the songs very inspiring now we've shelved the whole idea so again this is the idea that in glam um, they definitely had, uh, you know, one of the sub narratives coursing through glam was a 50s rock revival, um, you know, with the with the uniforms, uh, the the Irish show band sort of look to some of these guys. Um, so so yeah, a big chunk of that whole glam thing uh, was was going back and, and paying homage to that uh, that old music. Uh, all right. Let's move on. Uh, This is our fourth selection. Take a listen to this. This is Twisted Sister with its only rock and roll, but I like it. Okay, so um Twisted Sisters kind of an interesting case. The the true the true medley in their case is actually uh the whole let the good times roll slash feel so fine thing. Now that this is this is like so live at the marquee nineteen eighty three and I, I like the way Mick Feelin put this. He says this this would have drove you know, the metalheads, the new wave of British heavy metalheads, crazy. You know, they're loving their Twisted Sister, Twisted Sisters here, and all of a sudden they're playing it's only rock and roll, but I like it, and let the good times roll slash uh, feel so fine. Um, but I wanted to put them in here because, A, they they qualify with a medley, but this is also a band that really bleeds into that idea of, um, you know, unlike ZZ Top, who's, who, who's you know, Plays a complicated, where is all this from, blah, 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 boogie, woogie to entertain. Twisted Sister have this long history of playing a lot of covers mixed in with their originals. They have this massive history before they, they finally broke, um, you know, basically with Under the Blade, I suppose. Um, and then, of course, you know, bigger with Stay Hungry. But um, so they have this long history of playing covers. But um, it's I, I, I'm amused by the way that they bring that forward with such bad taste and, and do it in 1983 at a, you know, an important gig at the marquee in England in the middle of the new, new wave of British heavy metal. And this is, this is the crazy part. So this all shows up officially as well. This is all on, on the big hits and nasty cuts, uh, album. So it's archival, right? But anyways, um, the crazy part of this is, is the, it's only rock and roll is 10 minutes and 12 seconds long. And, uh, and it's not a medley. Uh, but what it is, it's just got the longest, most ridiculous, bore you to tears crowd participation part. I, I could do a whole episode on the crowd participation thing. That, that thing just drives me crazy i just can't stand that whole crowd participation thing especially when you're standing there in the crowd and you're asked to sing along and all this stuff and you're yelling and your throat is is worn out and you know nobody you know you can't hear you they can't hear you nobody can hear you it's it's just dumb and you feel childish doing this right and then you think wait a minute didn't i didn't i pay my ticket price to come here and watch you You entertain why why am i clapping in unison for you and all this stuff right um yeah, I, I can't stand that whole thing. But yeah, I wanted to put it in here because it's uh it's just in such bad taste in so many ways. It's like it's like a dumb, dopey cover. You know, the, these punters don't want to hear from from literally, what is that, ten years earlier, uh, and then and then mixed with some even older stuff. And these guys would also play. Um, they they would play long, tall Sally and Johnny Be Good and stuff too. Um, yeah. By the way, yeah. Let the good times roll. Uh, Leonard Lee. Well, what do we got here? Leonard Lee, Shirley Goodman. Right. It's it's that's the other thing. Uh, researching for this episode, it it's so hard to look up and find exactly. You know, you're checking the lyrics and all this to find exactly what you are listening to here because these songs have been so uh, bastardized and hybrid over the years and you know you could stick a stick a traditional in there um and uh you know 50s and then it moves on to this and then this person has a hit with it and the lyrics get kind of changed a little bit and 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 the song titles are all kind of like childish and dopey and similar and all this stuff so so it's it's actually even hard to figure out where these things are coming from but of course you know d snyder and the band up on stage none of that matters you're just playing a song and you know it, hoping that there's some recognition feel there um and they get into it sort of thing so yeah twist sister definitely did this played a lot of covers did this horrible 10 minute version of it's only rock and roll but i like it Let's move on. Uh, yeah, this is all bad music today, isn't it? Uh, okay, take a listen to this this is Led Zeppelin with whole lot of love. <laughs> Okay, so what you heard here was Led Zeppelin, Whole of Love. Again, official but archival from later. This is from the How the West Was One compilation uh, album. Um, but yeah, so what they do, uh, Led Zeppelin is, it's a, it's a little bit like the ZZ Top situation, but of course it's an earlier version of the ZZ Top situation. So what they do, let's start with what they do on this specifically. So it's Whole Lotta Love. It's uh, how I had how long this thing was here. Um anyways, so it's it's quite long. But anyways, we've got a whole lot of love. Boogie chillin'. So we got uh Let's Have a Party, Hello Mary Lou, going down slow. Um all of this stuff is all mixed together. We who we got writers here. We got Willie Dixon, John John Lee Hooker, Jesse Mae Robinson, Kayette Mangiaracina, Gene Pitney, James B. Odin. You know, and they also do "Bring It On Home" with "Bring It On Back." Willie Dixon mixed with their original. Basically, the point here. I've got this cool little book. Oh, how does how does it work here? So uh, oh yeah, I'm I'm looking at it now on on the actual. Um, the actual how the West was won. And we've got uh, 2308. Wow, 2308 version. Medley containing Boogie Chillin' 237 John Lee Hooker Bernard Besman. Let's have a Party 152 Jerry Lieber. Hello Mary Lou Gene Pitney 308. Going down slow 839 James B. Uh, Odin. So there's something a little more official. We know the whole story with Led Zeppelin and the and you know the the crediting and the and the lawsuits and all that sort of stuff. But Essentially, what Led Zeppelin is doing, um, and you know, I've got this—I've uh, got this book. I've got various Led Zeppelin, uh, you know, uh, reference guides. But one of them I've got here, this little, little tiny format book uh, by Dave Lewis and Simon Pallet, Led Zeppelin: The Concert File. You can open this to any page, and read the set list of of Led Zeppelin sets. You know, early on, but I mean, it goes—it goes late as well. But you could basically open this to any page, and uh, and find a medley of, uh, of really odd stuff. And, you know, going through this again, this took a lot of time to sort out what, what I'm listening to here on Led Zeppelin, because basically, um, You know, they're they're doing their original and then they're just reminded of something old and and spontaneously they break into that and maybe the lyrics aren't exactly what was going on and who knows how long it goes for and then it breaks into something else that's just subtly different but, you know, back in the 50s it would have officially been a different song and, you know, maybe there's a little jamming and then we're back to a whole lot of love, blah, blah, blah. So this happens a lot in the Led Zeppelin catalog and, again, you know, to look at the motivation... um, it's, it's a little bit like that ZZ Top thing, but ZZ Top is, is doing it uh, based on their, their own you know, version of the American songbook. Uh, but Led Zeppelin's doing it based on growing up the same way the Stones did, with all this, uh, this great blues, uh, it's, it's more blues than rock and roll with Led Zeppelin in most cases. But again, uh, because they are Led Zeppelin and the whole idea of Led Zeppelin being famous is that, is that they sped up the blues and heavied up the blues, right? Um, so you get tons and tons of this all across. So, so, you know, it's coming from a good place where, where they're, 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 they're reminding, they're playing DJ and they're reminding the people in the crowd, um, Of all this great music and of of where they're get they're where they're kind of getting their songs or or where they're getting their inspiration for writing their originals that sound like these old songs too right it's a big gray area mess right um but live uh you know you could do you could do a whole scholarly thing and I'm sure it's been done but you could go through all of these songs and you know I I went through a bunch of them when I did my Led Zeppelin all the albums all the songs book. When I did the expanded edition, a bunch of that material at the back is looking at some of the key, um, the key ones of these. Um, you know, there's, there's regularly come on everybody and something else. Um, what else do they do? Um, yeah, there's, there's just tons and tons of this stuff that again, they're, they're, they're basically playing DJ and show and giving you that whole, um, that whole look at uh, at their past, they're they're proud of it all, and it it actually fits a lot better, and it's and it's again it's it's a little closer adjacent to to those days, and it's really woven into the reason of Led Zeppelin, so it feels a lot more um, a lot less uh, inappropriate, uh, you know, versus something like Year I Heap, where none of their songs sound like that sort of stuff. Um, all right, honorable mentions, uh, Mick says says meatloaf has one of these he he literally writes meatloaf has, has an awful awful one where they lurch from Johnny B Good to Blue Suede Shoes back to Johnny B Good uh rock and roll medley I think he says it's even called that. You know, I was thinking of going down the the road of the long blues things where you've got rainbow doing mistreated or deep purple deep purple does lucille as well right but white snake ain't ain't no love in the heart of the city so this is maybe a different episode where we talk about jamming and blues and the you know the boringness of that gill and double trouble you know long songs basically um Bit of a tie-in even with Rush Feedback, you know. So Feedback is a, is a studio EP of a bunch of these old songs that no Rush fan wants to hear. But I thought of putting them in here because they officially take that stuff and do it live and stick it on R30. Um, it's not exactly medley form, I don't think, at any point. Maybe it is. Um, but essentially, they, they play some of those songs live. Um, Monty Connor says Slade has one. I couldn't really find that. Um, and then I thought of, you know, the, the whole thing with uh, Aerosmith Live Bootleg where side four is a big, boring pile of old blues with I Ain't Got You, um, Mother Popcorn, and Train Kept A-Rollin' Kept a- all mashed together on kind of a pointless side two. You know, when you're a young kid, you know, you want to hear all the songs that are on sides one, two, and three. By the time you get to that, it's like, I don't want to hear Elsmith Smith doing a bunch of songs they grew up on. Um, and then I thought of, you know, Blue Oyster Cult. Jonathan Richards brought this up as well. You know, I, I thought of... um. The fact that on on your feet or on your knees, you've got once once you get to I think this is the last side, yes, yeah, side four as well. I ain't got you, just like the Aerosmith live album. So 1975, Blue Oyster Cult does it. 1978, Aerosmith does it. Um, but they've got that at 8:59, and then into Born to Be Wild at 6:36. To me, that's kind of a dopey old medley as well um you know we do we know that they do kick out the jams and we got to get out of this place on the second live album from 78 and then um you know on the third live album extra live we get a long roadhouse blues um so they kind of fit in this thing a little bit as well they're guilty parties aren't they um so there you go that's uh that's my big rant that's my big complaint about um uh, my favorite bands playing a bunch of old time rock and roll that i don't want to hear if you like this episode and want to support future episodes please go to kofi. rhymes with no slash martin popoff. hit that red support button and buy me a coffee or a pint on that front this week i would like to thank andy at black sugar transmission bruce campbell lee clifford david fisher jamie laszlo jeff norfleet augustin garcia de paredes steve polari brian sager and andrew smith um you can go to my martinpopoff.com for all your book needs you know there's the two Alice Coopers I've still got the David Bowie that awesome awesome looking David Bowie book uh, that's there at the site PayPal buttons makes it easy on all this um, yeah out of this episode I still got the sweet book actually I've still got the Uri Heap uh, visual biography, so the big coffee table hardcover book, 400 pictures, detailed timeline of your eye heap, and um, what else have we got from this episode? Well, I, I, okay, well that's the other one. Led Zeppelin, all the albums, all the songs, I actually is back in print, and I'm getting a few of those next week, and uh, my Queen book is still in print, right? Queen, uh, queen uh, album by album. So there you go. Um, your homework uh, for this week is just run as far away as you can from any of this music as possible